Now it's time for Hubba Hubba Hubba, Who Do You Love? Money, Money, Money. <laughs> what? On this side, you've got Keanu Reeves, yeah. Angels Immortal, that everyone loves. Yes. And on this side, you've got a possibly transphobic Russian video game company. Yes. You are correct, sir. That was from Batman. Oh, okay. And your thing was from <laughs> SNL. <laughs> did he ever... Did you, did you ever watch... Tangent, tangent, first 20 seconds, new record. Yeah, it's You ever watch close. Carson on the uh, on the Carson show, Tonight Show? Um, not a whole lot. I yeah, think I, I saw think so. him a little bit. I don't ever remember Ed saying, yes, you are <laughs> correct, sir. Oh. <laughs> but he probably said something like, it's like a beam me up Scotty type thing. Like, sure. never said beam me up Scotty. Right. We all get it. Um, yeah, so Keanu Reeves appeared at E3. Yes. There's a video of him at the presentation for... The new game, Cyberpunk 2077, yes. which he is surprisingly going to be a part of. This game has been on the radar for a while, but they've kept his connection to it secret. And apparently he appears in the game. Yes. Um, we don't know how much, but as a you know a non-player character. Yes. And so he's there in his t-shirt and his blazer and his uh, dungarees, you know, and his boots. And he's like... Hey everybody! I'm here to talk about cyber cyberpunk. Yeah, right. And and, and just... there's this blinding light coming from behind him, like he's an angel or something. Well, like that. Well, that's just how you make an entrance, I you guess. know. See Democratic Convention of 2018. <laughs> wow. But or, or sorry, Republican Convention. Nothing was going on at the Democratic Convention. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that's what if it was though. Tangent inside of a tangent, new record. What if Hillary came out to the Captain Kirk footlights? Right. It's just like, forget all that. Anyway, so super charming. Keanu Reeves um, obviously doesn't play video games, right? right? There's no way he plays video games. Yeah, probably not. There's no way he even knows. He, he had to look up at the screen to remember it was called Cyberpunk. <laughs> but a deal's a deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he signed a contract to make an appearance, and- he was cool about it, and he just seemed like he was having a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's led to this Keanuissance, I think is what we're doing. Yes. And if we're not, then TM that real fast. But the, I have heard that. Yeah. How do you feel about the Keanuissance? Um, you know what? I'm okay with it. I, I like Keanu Reeves, even though like people, um, it's questionable at times if he's a good actor or not. Um, Does that matter? Yeah, not necessarily. I think he's just, he's really likable, and he's very charming, so... Um, I think, uh, yeah, he's he's a good person to have involved in your project, you know. I'd say the age of Enrivenment. That's what I want. <laughs> that t- we're, no, Makana has got the songs. We, yeah, we already right. locked that down, so you right. can have something else. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, uh, here's what I, my problem though. Um, yeah, I, who cares if he's a good actor? Um, he does what he's asked to do mm-hmm. well, and so. What else do you want out of somebody, right? Well, that's true. Yes. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know why I was practicing for a conversation I may never have, where I was thinking about Scarlett Johansson and yeah. how I am a big Scarlett stan, even though I think the evidence is in that she's not a great person. And <sighs> I'm right there with probably, you. Probably, you know, her garage is just full of soda streams, just full. <laughs> oh my gosh. And probably not even like an actress with the most range in the world, but she's just got that thing 
that gets you the answers to the test for Harvard. That, that it thing. Yeah, you just see her on screen and you just, you know, empathize with her and yes. you just, you know, want her character to succeed. And yes. maybe it's called a boner. I don't know. But no, I don't I've think it is. <laughs> and it, people have that for Keanu too. I think That's that he's true. got that thing. He's also somebody who's really great. Something else has been going around is that he doesn't touch women when he takes photos with them. Okay. You haven't seen this? No, I have not. So you can find a million pictures online of him with fa- people famous and non where they're like, hey, and he's like, hey, but his like hand is either like up in like a celebratory pose or it's like out. It's not the virgin hover hand. Gotcha. Just a few years Which ago, we were good. making fun of uh, the virgin hover hands. You get a picture with you are Stanley Spadowski from right. uh, Poughkeepsie and you go to the NY Comic Con and you take a picture of Summer Glau that you've paid $150 for. Right. And she's smiling and she may have her, her arm around your waist, but your arm is hovering above her shoulder. Yes. It's the hover hand. I, I get it's it. It's the virgin detector. It's yes. the field yes. of energy. But when Keanu does it, it's cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and people have said the cynical side of it is he's trying to avoid lawsuits. The positive side of it is maybe he's just trying to respect, respect personal space. space. Yeah. And I'd argue that if a fan wants to take a picture with Keanu Reeves, they want Keanu Reeves' arm around them. They probably, probably. walked away a little disappointed, but better safe than sorry. I agree. Just the, the way that you tongue-kissed Jillian uh, Anderson when you got no, your picture with her. No, 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 no. We were, we were forewarned in that line. You were instructed. You, you cannot touch no this Jillian Anderson. No physical contact. So we were kind of just like, okay. The black like, oil we felt spread. Like, <laughs> we felt like we were like... Um, Singled out, Jenny McCarthy? Well, yeah, singled out and or, or like, you know, like we had already done something wrong, you know? And it was like... I mean, obviously we hadn't, but um, it, it just kind of made us feel like guilty already that we're getting our picture taken with her. Maybe and, it was like, you having that conversation about getting a lock of her hair when you were waiting in line. <laughs> so anyway, he seems like a guy who is cool. He's on yes. the side of justice and whatever. And so that's why I was a little disappointed or okay. at least confounded by the announcement that he'd be involved with CD Projekt Red. And Cyberpunk 2077. Right. A company that, we've been saying this for years, and I know, no, but have. my middle name's Cassandra, nobody listens to me, is not, it's not, they're a problematic company. Yes. Now, a lot are. of people don't care, and that's fine, I guess. But for no. people who care, I don't know if you should be giving them your money. Uh, you should at least be making your voice heard. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to, just for me, like the more juvenile, less harmful elements of the witcher series which is their first series of games about the bang a chick collect all the cards right. type thing it's like is that yes. really what we want to send out there uh the fact that the c word for a d word what? i get so many i'm stacking titles on top of titles yeah you are uh is like 50 percent of the dialogue in all the witchers games and it's just like a sexist world it's red medieval it's not earth though you can do whatever you want right. and you decided to like you know, make all the women prostitutes. Right. So that's your thing. Fine. So you go up to that. And now in Cyberpunk uh, 2077, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like they've got this image, this cyber hologram facade yes. of wokeness. Yes, they like, do. You can do whatever you want. And you can, have, you can make a trans character. You can have a character, right. you know, that has different aspects of a female or males or whatever. Yes. You can look like, one way and have your voice sound another way, which is. <laughs> which is, that's how trans works. That's exactly how trans works. <laughs> yeah. You I guys know. nailed it. Right. Uh, problematic part, though, is I guess the marketing company is not in touch with the development company because some of their marketing has been kind of troubling in yeah. a transphobic way. Yeah, it has. Um, 
they they had a tweet like back in like 2018 i think um that like they were responding to a tweet from a fan and they they tweeted something like oh are you assuming my gender or whatever which is I guess a meme or something like that that had been going around. It's not a meme. It's something people say all the time. It, okay. It's something people say all the time. And it's like, I read this article that it's like, um, you know, marketing for like video games and stuff like that. They're trying to, to what show. What are you, Sony? <laughs> no, they're, they're trying to show that like, oh, we're just like you. So we're going to say cool <laughs> things that everybody says. But it's like that without thinking you responded that way and that could be seen as transphobic i think they thought though well if you picked a well if you picked a random (laughs) if you picked a random city in uh america but let me alter my um hypothetical if you picked a random uh major metropolitan metropolitan excuse me air uh area city you picked a big city in america yes and gauged the wokeness and then you picked a big city in russia and gauged the wokeness Who's going to be more woke? Um, probably America. Yeah, especially when it's basically illegal to be gay. It's definitely illegal to be trans in Russia. Right. So I don't trust them. I, sure. Yeah, right. A collective of socially progressive anarchists could get together to also make a groundbreaking video game. But it's probably going to be a bunch of Russian nerds who, if you look at our nerds, it's like a monster compared to a five-hour energy <laughs> concentrated. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. No, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, and it's uh it's too bad because I feel like the game looks like it could be like a lot of fun and it allows we'll you see. to do a lot of different things. We'll see. Then And three... I like Keanu, so Yeah. Well, you're not gonna play him though. No, I, I know. I wanna be Keanu. Right. I wanna be immortal <laughs> and play in Dog Star. Uh yeah, um I don't know. I hope it's good. Like they had three games to like make combat and everything make more sense in the witcher and i think everybody likes the graphics and mm-hmm. the boobs enough for right. them to ignore the, just the basic awkward com uh, combat that i've never liked about the witcher series well do you think that they're going to take all of those negative things from the witcher video games and put that into the tv series that um what's his name henry cavill who's problematic as on himself is going to be the main Did you see altered of? carbon yeah i think i might have said Possibly on this show, because we've been on for a long, long time, you can have a um, short but engaging conversation with somebody who was not alive when this show started. I don't know how I feel about that, but that's a different show. Um, I think I've talked before about how the rich Altered Carbon books by Richard K. Morgan yeah. are um, what like five-hour energy. They're the five-hour energy of pulp, okay, of sure. cyber pulp. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They are extremely violent. They are extremely sexual. Uh, and that's... What he's trying to do. That's, right. that's fine. Mm-hmm. How could a 12 episode, 8 episode yeah. uh, series somehow manage to double down on that and yet strip out any of the like redeeming humanity of the books? Uh-huh. Netflix found a way. Yeah. It was just boob to boob. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was nearly unredeemable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, combine that with uh, weird, gross uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. And the material from, well, I mean, the video game company's got nothing to do with it. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, Welcome to the show. Yes. It's the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban. Joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mikan Hara. I like to pretend that we are woke, man. Open your eyes. 
We like to pretend that we're woke. Aren't we woke? Just wipe away the, brush away the vape cloud, man. Oh my gosh. And get your mind right. Wow. Who is really woke? Um, you go to the right corners of the internet, uh-huh. you're going to have people fighting over who's woke who's enough. Who's woke enough? Jeez. I've been awake since 6 a.m. I've been awake since 6 p.m. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> be good to each other, people. Just be, just be good to each other. Right, it's right. Easy. Whoever you are, whatever yeah. you look like, whatever you do. Yeah, exactly. Just be, just be nice. Right. Except we're going to viciously mock some people here coming up. All right. They're public figures. They deserve it. Um, how you doing? I am I am doing well. It is a very busy time for us. Yeah. Um, so just trying to keep, you know, wrap this up fast. all the balls in the air and... Uh, Without cliches. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, I'll yeah. try to think of a non-cliche <laughs> way of saying you can't that. See but... We're sadly folding this very large piece of paper back and putting I it in I know a pocket. lot of cliches and I'm going to blame it on my mother and my grandmother because my grandmother said a lot of them and my mother said a lot of them from my grandmother. So that's where I got it from. But the cycle stops with you. Or it continues with me. Yeah. Yeah. My family's been really racist throughout our history, so I'm doing my best to confront that in myself, in my own person. Uh, And words. So anyway, uh, we're talking about HBO today uh, for transition. Uh, Not TV. HBO. HBO. We yeah. initially wanted to talk about the HBO miniseries Chernobyl. Yes. Chernobyl. Yeah. Uh, about the five episode. It wasn't the disaster. Wasn't five episodes. No. About the disaster from the uh, Chernobyl nuclear power plant yes. uh, in Pripyat, uh, the Ukraine, that happened in 1986. Yeah. Um, on the day that your sister was born. Exactly. Weird. Anyway. It is a weird coincidence. And that's yes. what we're going to talk about. But then we started looking around and we went, you know, in this post Game of Thrones landscape, what are we looking at for HBO? What can we come to expect? There's mm-hmm. been a lot of original series and yes. not just Arliss <laughs> <laughs> or Dream On. Uh, HBO has continued to bring it for a long time uh, after quote unquote starting the golden age of TV with yes. stuff like The Sopranos. So we wanted to do a kind of check-in with HBO. Where are they at right mm. now? Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on with them? Where HBO at? Yes. Maybe that's the name of uh, this episode. Okay. And I'll stop trying to name it. So to that end, we're talking about Chernobyl. What else are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the uh, Deadwood movie mm-hmm. that just came out a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. And we are also talking about the miniseries Sharp Objects. Which stars Amy Adams, among other people, and uh, is about kind of a murder mystery in her um, southern Missouri town. Not it's southern. a small town. It's not southern. Well, okay, we'll talk about that. All right. When we talk about the show. Okay. Um, <laughs> but she's a reporter, and her boss sends her to her hometown because he feels like she's going to We're not have... talking about it yet. All right. And it'll all be preceded, each one of those, by a collection of random images over perhaps a pop song, perhaps a, an old blues tune. Yeah, we'll, we'll change it up every those time. HBO title sequences. Yes. So great. Yes. And by great, I mean, you just, you can just see one at 50 paces. Yep. It's the same thing every time. Yep. In being different, stop saying yep. Even in being different, it's the same thing every time. Yes. <laughs> There's nowhere, nowhere else, nothing else for me to say to that. <laughs> okay, let's do the news. All right, let's. Wizard World held a Ghostbusters fan fest. Oh, interesting. It's I, part of. Was it, isn't it like. Stop laughing. Is that, yeah, go ahead. Isn't it like the 
35th year anniversary or something like hey, that. Who cares? Uh, it was uh, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, not this weekend, although I guess two weekends ago. And it's uh, it's Wizard. Right. So, you know, they would throw a party for, you know, the death of Martin Luther King if they could, <laughs> they could sell tickets for 50 bucks. Right. Um, and it's connected with Sony, who's trying to get this ghost core thing off the ground. They're like, we got, no, we got a franchise in here, and we're going to rape the corpse of the old film. Oh, my goodness. Or the ghost of the old film uh, in order to, or the ghost is going to rape you? I don't like where this is going, regardless. Was Ray consenting to the ghost? I think so. I just started this thing off talking about we're woke and now we're doing this. Anyway. Wow. Th- that's what they're doing to Ghostbusters. They had a fan fest. They had like tickets that were, you know, $300 to to lick uh, Bill Murray's feet or whatever. Wow. Nobody, Annie Potts showed up by video and that was it. Wow. But Ivan Reitman was there. Um, his kid was there. Uh, a lot of people who are involved in the production, you know, and producing of the okay. upcoming films and the past films are there too. None of the um, 2016 Ghostbuster fans were there. And you'd go, well, they wanted to leave alive. But this was like for fans, you know. I'm sure right. there were some haters there, but they talked about the Paul. Actually, Paul Feig did show up. Okay. But at this point, I don't think that he, you know, face blindness. I think yeah. he's got like hate blindness. Like I don't think that he understands if you loved him or hated him, yeah. He couldn't he wouldn't be able to see murder like two inches in front of his face. Okay. All I think right. it's and then I think part of that is just, you know, being a working actor like he was, and now mm-hmm. he's like a fledgling director who's right. had enough, had a big success and has got crazy confidence now, but also is a I'm just psychoanalyzing the guy yeah, from my chair, well. but but is also fundamentally an insecure person. Yes. Because he's an actor. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you go, well, you got a ghost thing. And he's like, well, I got to go to that. It's like. Right. But Leslie Jones is like, I'm not going to that. Right. And Kirsten Wiggs like, I'm not going to that. Right. Uh, and he's like, well, I have to go to that. Get my three-piece suit. <laughs> right. You don't. You can just not go. Exactly. Anyway. Huh. I guess it was palatable. Uh, all right. Did How did fans they react? They had food trucks. Okay. How did fans <laughs> react to this uh, event? Positively, or well, I think if you pay five hundred bucks for something, you have to kind of like it, don't well, you? Well, but then look at the fire festival. I mean, that was a little different, though. Uh, yeah, but it was a disaster. So I'm just wondering if. It's but it was a... cool to th- say it was a disaster. All right. I'm not saying that if social media didn't exist, ten thousand you know teenagers or twenty somethings would come back from a tropical island where they experience their own personal apocalypse now and go best festival ever. Yeah, right. But. You know, they probably wouldn't have made it as big as it was. It was a phenomenon. I just told you about Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Yes. You didn't know about it. No, you're right. So clearly it didn't have it's any not kind a of social cachet that people had to maintain. Yeah, you're right. But I heard good things is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Here's uh, the news story. Yeah. <laughs> so Courtney Weaver is going to be in Ghostbusters 3 <laughs> along with the original stars. Oh, really? Okay. This is a right. Superman Returns Ghostbusters. Yes. We're going to ignore... 2016. Okay. Which apparently took place in an alternate alternate universe. universe. All right. Okay. What's Zool? Right. For the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the best. Yeah. Opinion. Um, I still don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, me but... either. <laughs> One last jerk. Yeah. Now the now the ghost is like older. You get the same actress back. You know. Oh my goodness. She's like a Car- look. A Carol Kane. No, no offense to Carol Kane, but she's got kind of a Carol Kane look, and it's just like. 
a sort of lazy hand job from the <laughs> ghost God. instead of full on. Wow. Lazy ghost hand job. I said I'd stop doing titles. You're just doing titles the so entire So we'll look show. forward to that. Uh, some other announcements coming out of E3. <laughs> this, this is amazing. From Software, the makers of the Dark Souls series, yes. is teaming up with George R.R. R. Martin okay. to create a game yeah. where you just die. You pick up the controller and you die <laughs> on your couch. Well, I don't, I don't like that game. Cause... Called Elden Ring. Okay. Well, like, if you just keep dying, what's the fun of that, you know? I mean... See Dark Souls, see yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. Okay. Now, as a, maybe your fundamental illiteracy with video games would somehow protect you. How would it protect me? I don't know. It's like a Mr. Magoo situation. You just stumble through all the traps and you'd actually be okay. <laughs> you've, you've watched me play video games, right? <laughs> That's why I think that this could happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So game designer uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, who's also involved in... Bloodborne, uh, which I, that's the only From Software game that I really like. Yeah, that one's, um, that's fun to easier. watch. Well, and uh, the new uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is involved in this. We don't know much about it. It's going to be ep epic fantasy, though. And okay. assume, presumably you will die many, many, many times. And I hear that George R. R. Martin. So has, you're never going to see Wins a Winner. I was going to say, <laughs> he's got a lot on his plate besides Wins a Winner. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know when we're going to see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like Microsoft has bought Double Fine Productions, the makers of Psychonauts and Brutal Legend. Okay. So Microsoft, once again, takes something. I don't. It's been. Should I continue? Sure. This sentence. I, it's been a while since I've really paid attention, <laughs> but there's a thing where like EA buys up creative studios and then just wrings the life out of them right. uh, with loot boxes and just drives creatives off by not letting them be creative and stuff like that. And Microsoft is poised to do the same thing, although mm -hmm. they might not. Okay. They very smart. I think they have some smart people. So they very smartly bought Minecraft a couple of years ago. Right. Um, and saved it. And if I save, you mean turned it into an international phenomenon uh, that made a ton of money. Right. I don't know if that's saving, but because the guy that made it, Notch, is like, I don't think he had a plan. I think he had a good idea and he didn't know what to do with it and was never really going to do anything with it. Mm -hmm. And also he's kind of racist. So Microsoft bought it off him, gave him $2.5 billion. Yeah. He's gone. Let's just start printing the money, start doing it. Right. Double Fine has been around for a long time. They've made some amazing games that are so creative and push the boundaries of what a video game is or a genre is. And I think Microsoft, whoever their smart, cool hunter is, is like, they're the next guy to get. Oh, okay. And Psychonauts 2 is in development, as far as I understand. Um, so I guess it'll be published as a Microsoft title now. I guess so. And then the next one will be Psychonauts Pay to Win. MMO oh, or, or uh, uh, DOTA thing. Right, right. Well, I mean, what, what? Well, I've yet to see Microsoft do the kind of reaving that Electronic Arts has. What do you mean reaving? Reaving is to to take and destroy. It's what like Vikings oh, do. Okay. All right. Sure. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll, they'll do that. I mean, hopefully they won't. Hopefully they'll just take what the game already is and improve it. Leave them alone. 
or leave them alone. Let the creative that's, people that's, create. That's some option too. Yeah, pay for it. Yeah. Um, on that tip, a Final Fantasy VII remake, which has been talked about for a long time, has been in development for <laughs> seems like almost as long as Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Was uh, will finally be released on March third, twenty twenty. Until that date is pushed out again. <laughs> right. Okay. Is this right. a, this is it? Do you this think is this chance. is this is the last Final Fantasy game? <laughs> No, no. Oh, Speaking of things okay. that make money, that will be perpetuated forever because of uh, economic concerns. Oh. No, no. Okay, all right. But this might be your chance. Do why, your dance. Why my chance? Yeah, girl, shake that thing. What? Oops, I mean boy, boy, what? boy, boy. It's a little different song. I don't know. Uh, no, you can finally play it. I feel like if I why, tried to, why that? if I duct taped you to the couch yes. and said, you play Final Fantasy VII, it's the greatest RPG ever made. You'd be like, why are they square people? This is dumb. And I don't mean square of the company. I mean, like, it's just a low res, uh-huh. you know, PS1. Sure. sure. Now you can see, like, sleek, sexy Final Fantasy XV. Gra- Remember the boy band game? You know, graphics like that. Uh-huh. But it's Final Fantasy VII, that classic story okay. of... A dog and a comet's going to hit Earth or something. <laughs> and a guy with one wing. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. If you say so, I guess I'll give it a shot. But you know how horrible I am at video games. You keep saying that. And yeah. I don't think you, you know what that means. What do you mean? Inconceivable. Um, you've been playing a video game recently. <sighs> yeah, I tried playing Horizon Zero Dawn in the story mode, and I was very bad at it. <laughs> there's like six modes, I and know. there's like easy, and then there's like story, super easy story, story, story. It's called yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Um, a girl named Story, yeah, right? Uh, because you're supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to be easy, and like the first part is like here's how you run away and hide from creatures and that's like the toughest part in the game yeah <laughs> but I, know. I guess that's still in story mode apparently i thought you just get to watch all the cinematics or something so anyway well, and then like they show you how to shoot the creatures i literally shoot one creature and that's it like, how is that creature. practicing you know uh, anyways <laughs> i shoot two creatures in the morning uh hey did you know about this avengers game that's coming out we were speaking about Square Enix before. I, I saw the images so, and people are not happy. The, I think another effect of, this just is an impromptu video game show, but it should be. It's E3. So uh, another effect of the um, changes in the industry. The industry is doing better than ever. Sure. Video games flying off the digital shelves. Yes. Which means that GameStop is effed. Right. But that's another, that's a, welcome to, comic book stores are like, first time? Right. Yeah, it's, we've been here before. So you've got this game, Marvel's Avengers, that's going to uh-huh. come out um, next year, I think in May next year. And it is capitalizing on the, the love films. of the IP. Yeah. There are fewer Marvel games than you think there would be. And I'm not talking about puzzle games or kid games. You'd think right. there'd be some real AAA titles. Yes. So in the past, a game made by Crystal Dynamics would be a game. A game made by Eidos would be a game. A game made by Square Enix or just Square, would be a game. Yeah. All three of those companies are working on this game. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it's going to be about the Avengers. Here's the problem. And you know what the problem is. What is it? 
Uh, the character designs look terrible. <laughs> and, and, All that money. Yeah. And we didn't license anybody's face. No, they, they should look like the characters in, in the movies, but they don't. And they, they're just like to- poor representations. Like, I think I saw somebody's take on it there was a screenshot of the characters of the games are like you guys just got all their stunt doubles you know <laughs> yeah for, yeah it's space baseballs yeah exactly yeah it's so strange because you think no offense to chris evans but isn't he just sort of the composite of like 10 square jawed blonde men yes absolutely <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that why he's so attractive yeah but they get a guy that looks like channing tatum's dad yes sorry Channing tates yeah uh I, I the probably the most distinct looking is um, Natasha, but I don't like how she looks. Thor's right. Thor's weird. Bruce Banner's weirdly like the hottest one. Yeah, that's weird. And then Iron choice. Man just looks like your IT guy at work. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. If you don't license, I don't know why that isn't part of their their contract. I don't either. But anyway, if you're not going to do that, then just go. Get some models. Hire a model. Right, right. <laughs> you know who? An actual human being. A print model. Yeah. yeah. And just scan his face and just do that. Yeah. This is like, we we remember what faces look like and then we made them through <laughs> the they? game. <laughs> yeah, Looking right? at these pictures, right. I'm not sure they remember what faces look like. Yeah. So anyway, um, no, we don't know what it is. It looks like it's going to be like an action game, a third person action game. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, AAA licensed titles. Yeah. Batman's over here crying because they're <laughs> never all that good usually. So really? We'll see if it's any good. Uh, people are worried about the appearances though. And Marvel is just plunging straight ahead. They're not even hearing that. They're not here for that. Uh, <laughs> they are here to promote the all-star cast and you go, why rub it in? Right, right, right. What they mean is all-star voice cast. And it is an impressive voice, voice cast. Okay. None of whom sound anything like the, the, the Avengers we've version. been paying attention to yeah, for 10 yeah. years. But yeah, but I mean, like, it's clear that you had a marketing campaign and I know that things are in process and they're done months before, but you should pull up short if there's going to be a problem. And if everybody's reaction is, we're all the stars of this movie. Yeah, yeah, And you're looking at your marketing material and it says an all-star cast. You go, (laughs) just knock that folder off the desk and go, well, let me tell you about all the features in the game. Right. Yeah. But they didn't do that. No. They just double down, which is like. Plus, they made fun of trans people. I'm not they, playing this game. No, I'm, just, you, kidding. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to. Woo. I'm trying to give myself an excuse. You have me worried for a second there. Yeah, this seems kind of petty, but what do you want? Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad they did not do that. Speaking of something that is video game adjacent, Russian Doll has been renewed for a second season on Netflix. Yes, I heard about this. Why? Um, because it's popular. Why but- not? But they, they, you know, they Take the creators. They resisted this for so long. So why Give are they some money. giving them a green light now? And let them make something else that is really interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. Russian Doll wraps up real, real nice and yes. real tight. Yep. And we can have her go, there we go again. Falls down the sewer grate, dies. Right, right. Is that what you're going to do? I. That's a good question. Um. I don't know what they're going to do to continue the series because, like you said, it just They don't kinda, know either. They, I read an interview with um, Amy Poehler or somebody and she was just like, we're happy to do another one, but it's like <laughs> we don't have an idea. Right, right. They're, I don't know what they're going to do. Netflix. Yeah, just I know. shovels of money. I know. Um, hopefully it'll be good. I mean, I really liked the first season. Best season two ever? Yeah, right? Oh my 
keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of TV series, there will be a streaming Dune series to accompany the two-part film uh, series that's coming out from Michel Gondry. Wouldn't that be awesome? It's not <laughs> Michel Gondry. It's the uh, French-Canadian guy, Denis Villeneuve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've we've talked about this on the show before, right? We um, talked about the Dune film, but this will be a series uh, based around the Bene Gesserit sisterhood. Okay. Don't ask so me So the Dune film is separate from this two-part miniseries. Same universe. Same universe, but different. Yeah. Okay. It's, I think I envision it as being like the now dead uh, multimedia thing that was supposed to be the Dark Tower series. Now, I think there oh. will there is still a Dark Tower going forward at Amazon, but <sighs> Sony... Who who fails hard? Paramount fails hard. Let's say yeah. it's Paramount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to do a you know Ron Howard Dark Tower movie, and then there was going to be an accompanying series, and that all fell apart when the uh, movie was did not do well. Zero. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Well. Uh. I guess this could be good. I mean, is it going to sort of play off of each other, sort of thing, or are they going to not acknowledge that the other one exists? Or well, do we not know? There are thousands of years in the Dune sort of universe or okay, story, sure. so I'm All sure right. they'll be familiar, you know, locations and places. Okay. Like Star Wars. Sure. Only not, because it's all about the Star- Skywalkers, apparently. Right, right, right. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Here's my big question. Will the Amazon... Uh, Lord of the Rings series re- reference the movies that are all, at all, or will we oh, have a yeah. that's Chan- Chan- uh, Tatum's dad right, situation? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Um, speaking of the Dark Tower, Michael Rooker has joined the Amazon Dark Tower series. Oh, okay then. Um, good for him. I I like Michael Rooker. I'd like to see him in more stuff. So, who do you think he's going to play? Supposedly, he's going to be gunslinger Eldred Jonas. Okay. Who is? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know either. I, I haven't know. read the Dark Tower series, so I haven't. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, just a bad cowboy. The hero's kind of a cowboy. He's like a cowboy knight. Yeah. And this is like a bad cowboy knight. And my thing is like, you need a Walter O'Dem, right? Yeah. This, this here's your man in black right here. Right. Michael Rooker is 21st century Jamie Sheridan. I know Jamie Sheridan's still alive, thank God. But yeah. You don't know who that is. I don't think I know who that is. Who is that? Did you watch I know the, the ABC name. Stand miniseries. I know you did. And you don't remember? Yeah, it. I remember the Stand miniseries. He was the walking dude in that. The walking dude in that. Yeah, the hard case. The man in black. Wow, I don't remember. The bad guy. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, sorry. I I it, got a question for you. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yes. What's the stand? It there's there's a it's a, like an apocalyptic. Angela, like, oh, the ashes. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> don't answer the question. Like the joke a, is done. Oh. So we've seen concept art for the Loki Disney Plus series. Okay, and what does uh, it look like? It looks okay. It okay. looks sort. I mean, it looks similar to what you've seen in like the films. Um, okay. He's got like a sort of black and he's got a cloak and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just it looks it looks sort of um, Asgardy, but also like a little modern as well. Okay, all right, I'm down for that. And it's got Tom Hiddleston's face, of course. I should mention that uh, Disney Plus is projected to have 130 million online subscribers in five years, within five years, not right away. Wow. Well, when does 
I'm sure we reported on this in the past. Do you remember when it goes live? Sometime this year. Soon. Okay. Um, do you remember which Marvel show is supposed to show up first? Is it Loki? Or is it um, the... Uh, the um, unclear. Ask unclear? again. Okay, but right. on a different show. All right. Um, just wondering if I should subscribe to it or not. You know, maybe I should wait till all the Disney Plus like Marvel shows are ready to go. You're gonna. I'm gonna. You're gonna. You're you're predicting that already. Uh, okay. It looks like Netflix has released the first uh, piece of. There's a lot of visual stuff, so I apologize to the audience, but this is all available online. Uh, the okay. first image for their upcoming Ghost in the Shell 2045 series. Looks cool. Uh, it looks very Ghost in the Shelly. It does. It looks stylized. Yeah. And this is clearly a still image, uh, with sort of cinematic elements like some you know, blur and stuff like that, and some uh, out of focus stuff. So I wonder if this will. If I mean, this isn't a still, right? I mean, it's animation. You can do whatever you want. But right. Here's what I don't want. I don't want their crappy um, uh, dropped frame uh, computer animation that right. they use in shows like Dragon Prince and stuff like that. That looks bad. Don't do not do that. Yeah. No, I agree. There's a long tradition of a uh, history of uh, Ghost in the Shell in animation. Uh, I don't expect a, a, Momoro, a Momoro Oshi thing out of you, but right. uh, I'd like something better than... No, Voltron I, season eight. I, I agree. <laughs> um, I'm assuming it's going to be in Japanese with subtitles. That with the option, no, no? no. it's going to be in English. I think you can put the Japanese language track on, but no. I don't think there's any way that okay. that's, uh, that's what it's going to be. That's too bad. Ready for the rumor mill? Sure. The rumors are coming out. Looks like Fantastic Four is rumored, rumored for a 2022 release. That would be cool. Let's get an actually good Fantastic. I want to say this film. is a rumor. I know. A lot of rumors are bullshit. I know that. But people think that it is on the radar. I would like to believe that it is because it just, honestly, it just makes sense. If if I were Disney, it would totally be on my radar after acquiring it through Fox um, and being like, well, there have been some crappy adaptations so far. Let's make a good one. You know? Give it to uh, EA, and they'll just just push it out. <laughs> oh wow! Loot boxes in the theater. Uh, you got to pay to see the rest of the movie. No, I don't think so. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, looks like a Miss Mar- Marvel adaptation may be in the works. I heard about this. I'm super excited about this. Um, this idea, just because I love Miss Miss Marvel Kamala Khan, and I heard that. Mindy Kaling has been approached by Disney to maybe help assist with this. Yes. Which is really exciting to me. Um, um, I'm super excited that, and, and maybe we just had to have it happen this way. We, Captain Marvel was the first female-led film, and, and now we've opened the floodgates, and there, there's going to be a Black Widow film and maybe a Ms. Marvel film. Um, well, I guess let me ask you this. Do you think it's going to be a film, or do you think it's going to be like a TV series? What 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 do you think would be the best form for a Ms. Marvel um, production? I think it's not about what would be best. Okay. It never is. Okay. It's about what would sell. You know, you're right. So, honestly, what would be best financially is probably... Well, they already did it. It's Marvel's Rising People, Squirrel Girl... <laughs> that cartoon series that yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not watching, but I'm not no. a kid, so I don't know how it's doing. Right. I, I think an animated series would probably be the best for 
for, for that Ms. character, Marvel. right? I see what you're saying. I'd love to see a block well, blockbuster. We'll tell you when the receipts come in, but I'd love to see a um, feature film uh, starring a you know a non-white uh, yes. female. Uh, juvenile character. Yes. I think it could be a lot of fun. I think so too. But that doesn't fit into like the sort of quadrants that make a film, you know? Yeah, I know. Harriet the and... Spy, the superhero movie. Right. I, I mean, there is no, they don't think there's an audience for that. And right. I think Marvel has proved that we'll see Marvel anything. I can't wait for that D-Man trilogy. Right, right. Um, I'm always picking on D-Man. But uh, he deserves it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I think it should probably be developed as a series, that's the wisest thing to do. I see. Disney Plus is, is going to need content, right? Well, that's very true. Yeah. Um, I think a movie would be really cool, but there would be a, a lot of special effects because of her powers. Um, so I don't know if it would be kind of more on the expensive end if they did make a film out of it. This is what they do now, though, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. I mean, they how pretty much all their superhero movies have special effects that like are pertain to that particular hero, so... Here's a movie. Yeah. No special effects. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think you call it Batman. That's I think it's what... called Logan. Oh, yeah. That too. Well, all of his claws are fake. Right. And then you had an extremely complicated effect that doesn't seem like it's an effect, which is Logan, uh, huge old Hugh Jackman running into young Hugh Jackman. Right. Which was seamless. It was it amazing. Was. That was another situation where they used... His stunt double, basically, a guy who already is just him, basically. Right. And then just put young Hugh Jackman face on there. But yeah. like, the modeling is really great. And you can. And they don't do that. They don't do that thing. We were just talking about this where, like on Star Trek, where it's like, there's two of one character. Right. So we better have a shot that's 90 degrees to the two actors. Yes. And they're both standing there looking kind of at each other. Maybe one of the tennis balls wasn't right where it was supposed to be. Right, right, and they're right. like, Mr. I'm talking to you. You are me. Whoa, exactly. two people, the same person. I know. <laughs> they don't do that. They, it's, you know, subtle. There's You do see the back of Hugh Jackman's head. They're not trying to, like, fake you out at somebody else. Right. There's that great shot where the weapon 24 or whatever he is is coming yes. down the stairs. And then he's, like, looking at him. And then he walks around him and then kind of walks off and kind of looks back at him. And the whole time, Hugh Jackman's like, what? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Neat. Uh, yeah, it is neat. Do that. Hey, looks like DC Universe is, yeah. it, it's a one in, one out policy. So uh -oh. we fired Swamp Thing. We're bringing in Lobo. Remind me who Lobo is again. <laughs> must I? Yes, you must. Lobo is DC's space Wolverine. Oh. He's the main man. The walk and do. No, we did that already. I think we've talked about him before. Wasn't yes. this already in the works? Yeah, it's it's they haven't there as far as I know there isn't a series order yet, but they are in development on okay. a Lobo series. Okay, alrighty. Um, I guess it I could know. cross over with Krypton. What channel is Krypton on? I don't even know. I, I have no idea. Um, Big I am DC stands. I am just kind of surprised that they like decided Swamp Thing no go like pretty much right away. Um. Just said no go, and we're talking about Lobo, anyways. Lobo no go. Yeah, exactly. Um, so who knows how far this Lobo will go? We'll find out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, one last little thing. Yes. Uh, a squirrel in a Donald the Duck costume. There uh -oh. was almost a Freddie Mercury cameo in Rocket Man. 
Almost. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Played by Rami Malek. Yeah. A la Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Which is like, <laughs> that was the title of the film? Yeah, I know. Oh, I called that. I, I know. Because <sighs> famous. Uh, yeah. He was almost in uh, the Rocketman film, which of course was directed by Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher took over from Brian Singer I see. on Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. So I guess he's trying to create a 70s rock universe or oh, something. Oh, boy. At least he didn't I can't al- wait for the Bowie movie. At least he didn't also direct the Yesterday film, which is with the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> which, okay, new story. We're doing this instead. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Succeed or fail, what do you think? I have... Okay, I know that. No, I, I don't want to see it either. I have no desire to see this But film. we are not. The unwashed masses. Uh, we are the uh, towel, top and tails, horse bath masses. Uh, Washed a little. Here's here's a question for you. Who is this movie for? It's for the public. Because I know Beatles song. Yeah, yeah, but my I my parents are huge Beatles fans. I grew up with the Beatles, hearing them all the time. I don't think they'd be <laughs> interested in seeing this film. They they you know they'll watch like Beatles films will. like that like Hard Day's Night and stuff but like that. See it, though. Movies don't have to I be really good. I really hope not. You just have to see them yeah, for I them know. to succeed. I know. We were watching, I don't know, whatever we watched recently uh, at the theater, and I was coming back from the bathroom, and I um, went past two people who were just, you know, civilians, walking past the Yesterday poster, and one lady was explaining the premise to another person. Okay. And the other person was like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> It's a thing. I'm not excited about that thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I still think people are probably going to see it. Why? I just have no desire. But I, I don't know. Maybe Across the Universe kind of ruined that for me. Because I was super excited for that film. I, I love Julie Taymor. And I was like, and I love the Beatles. So this is going to be awesome. And man, was I wrong. Is it Across the Universe of the Beatles discography? Why call it Across the Universe? Uh... They thought it was a cool sounding title. Come together. Done. Yeah, right. You're welcome. Yeah. Julie, mm-hmm. call me. If you think fake news is bad in America, mm-hmm. how bad is it in Russia? Oh, fake news is just bad. news right. in Russia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard stories about how the Russian government has castigated the series Chernobyl for its inaccuracies to the point where, I'll do it myself. They're going to make their own series talking about what really happened. All right. But then I also read, uh, I read literally like uh, testimonials from Russian officials saying, it's great. It's really good. Huh. Interesting. the fact that the Russian um, language or Russian produced Chernobyl series has been in development before the HBO series. Oh, really? Yeah. And was delayed somehow? So check your facts, people. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Headlines, people will twist whatever to make a headline Absolutely. Out of it. Apparently, the Communists of Russia, which is a Marxist-Leninist uh, Leninist political party, mm-hmm. like the real, the, the real, the real communists, <laughs> uh, the good communists uh, in Russia have denounced uh, the show now as well. Okay. Why did they denounce it? Because they didn't like how the communists were portrayed in the film? Have they portrayed good? Not really. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's. HBO series 2019. Yeah. Chernobyl. Yes. 
you might be surprised. <laughs> if you think an RBMK reactor can run at this level of power, right? You might be surprised. Right. Um, what happens in Chernobyl? Um. Well, <laughs> what happened in Chernobyl? I, I guess <laughs> the real I'll, Chernobyl. I'll I'll just do a brief like summary and try not to have spoilers for something that happened like a long time ago. Um, I think you can spoil it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, the first episode, um, something that you pointed out, we don't really get to meet and greet our characters and get to know them a little bit before the explosion. No, don't do my bits. Just tell me what happens All right. in the show. Okay. So we first meet, um, what is his name? Lagasse? So you're um, literally going to go <laughs> through the... I don't know. Can um, you just like power plant? Okay. There's, there's this problem pot- happens. You might be surprised. There's a power plant in Priyat, um, and they there's a huge explosion. They're not really sure exactly why it happened, and you think that they would be trained in what to do, but there's a lot of incompetency and like a lot of people just being like, do your job. Um, and so this thing doesn't quite get contained as maybe as fast as it should have. Um I think do the like there there seems to be like quite a few people who feel like they're they're not wrong, who are very um opinionated. Um and their opinions may have made the disaster a little bit worse, I think. Um So we're not gonna get what I asked for. What was that? Well it they show <laughs> the how synopsis it, I guess is just series about the real life Chernobyl yes. disaster. I hope that if you're old enough, you know what happened. Right. Uh, if you are the kind of person that watches History Channel, you may know the details. Uh, if you were born after 1990, you're like, huh, so uh, neat. When are they, what's the sequel? Like, no, no, this really happened. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's... And it follows, like, the real life of, of people. Um, like, uh, for instance, like a firefighter and his wife. It follows them. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. And then, like... Follows some... a fake lady. Yeah. A fake scientist, yes. Follows a real guy that couldn't have been that much of an asshole in real life. Right, right, right. We talk about that. People yeah. love this. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's mm-hmm. a 9.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. It is probably one of the highest, if not the highest rated series. Yeah. Because what could be higher than 9.6? Best TV series ever. Best TV series ever? Seinfeld, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe at one, more. at one point, The Simpsons. Probably not anymore. No, 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 but, no, 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 um, no, no, no. I'm not gonna look it up, but okay. uh, this has got to be one of the highest ever. Uh, it was developed uh, and written by a dude uh, named Craig Mazin, mm-hmm. who I am I'm not impressed with. No, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. Okay. But anyway, <clears throat> check this out. Here's what he did previously. <laughs> All right. Okay. Check out his filmography. He wrote Rocket Man. Oh boy. No, no, no. Hold on. Uh-oh. Rocket Man, the comedy science fiction film starring Harlan Williams from 1997 what? where a guy is sent into space with a bunch of monkeys in a space program and there's an extended scene about him farting in his spacesuit. Wow. He also wrote Scary Movie 3 and 4. That's not very impressive. Hangover 2 and 3. Nope. Not impressive yet. Huntsman Winter's War. You like that one. Oh, my gosh. That's the one with Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and now Chernobyl. Wow. And 
when you watch HBO shows, they often have a little mini documentary after every episode yes. where they talk about the development of the series. And this guy, I pegged him immediately as, oh, this guy's kind of a hack. Right, yeah. This guy is clearly somebody who is, I mean, I didn't see a scary movie before, maybe great, but is kind of like failing up or just succeeding by existing, like yeah, by, yeah, by yeah. continuing to like take whatever job. Mm-hmm. And he probably had a little... Uh, maybe he got a development deal or he probably had a little extra time on his hands and he's like, what do I do? What do I do? And he's reading like a book about the Chernobyl disaster sure. or yeah. he's just <laughs> watching a eight channel documentary about Chernobyl and he's like, yeah, Chernobyl, yeah, yeah. Do people know about this? Right. Do people, this is the thing, oh. Right. And so he's just so breathless about the entire thing and that's my review of the series, which is that the whole thing is like, a color forms, you know, Playmobil version of what really happened. The bad guys are all amazingly sinister and evil. Yes. The good guys, if they're real characters, are incredibly noble and are trying to get to the bottom of this. Yes. And it's just like a pot boiler that happens to have Chernobyl clothes on. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you it mean. It does. It's it's fairly accurate. Um, yes. A lot of the details are are really true. I think that to the point where that hurts some of the drama because. They didn't change things necessarily, except for like inventing characters that aren't real. But right, right, right. they didn't change a lot to make it to pace it better or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think the length is fine. I think five episodes is probably about as long as it should have been. Yep. But it, it gives it this disjointed nature. There's a lot of stars in this, but like maybe when it was being filmed, Barry Cowan wasn't like a big thing, but he's kind of a big thing now, mm-hmm. and he's literally in like one episode. Mm-hmm. He just shows up, and it's like. Hey, it's uh, the guy from uh, Killing Deer, uh, the Sacred Deer. Yeah, right, right. Oh, he's just going to not kill a sacred dog? Right. <laughs> the end. Right, right, right. And so I just, yeah, I mean, I get it. Mazin has talked about how it's about Chernobyl, but it's also about the current political culture of lies and about sure. deception and fake news and how, when, yeah. you know, what is the cost of lies is the tagline of the series. And yeah, I'm like, that's true. I get it. But if I was a Russian government official in 2019, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> right, wait a minute. R- right, right. <laughs> get that guy. Right. Could no, you be? exactly. Get that guy. Um, I, I've seen an article, too. Like, they're very proud of, like, uh, the casting of this. Like, they've shown, like, pictures of the real people and then the actors who portrayed them. Yeah, and, some of them are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And they, they look a lot like the, the real people. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think they did a good job with that. Um, I, um, I do, you, you brought up something else. I'm going to throw something else out that you, you've mentioned, um, that maybe it would have been a good idea to introduce new people at the beginning of each episode that we follow for that entire episode. And we see how, they grow or their opinions change or they, they get in danger or... I guess. You know. I don't know. I mean, Jesse Buckley plays a young wife, the wife of the firefighter guy. Yes. Who is merely there, I guess, to show the civilian impact. I think so. Yes. But basically has no ultimate like wrap up or like well, point really. Like it, She's there for that, but we don't... 
she doesn't she's not involved somehow right we don't see the emotional cost except for just i guess she's sad because her husband and her baby died but it's not like that right. leads her to do something or or speak out or say something the right you know you're right three characters um that we follow um the i would say lane price but i mean that's, yeah i know <laughs> that's not his name no uh but no the character played by jared harris um legasov and yes um the Stellan Skarsgård character, yes, um, Shcherbina, the um, deputy um, prime minister, yes, and then the fake character, uh, Emily Watson, uh, who is supposed to represent the hundreds of scientists yes. who are like, "Hey, there's a problem here." Right. And my thing is like, isn't that interesting? Or did you were you afraid of the scope of that? Do you have to? The USSR was a empire built on lies and deception mm-hmm. and maintaining a, a you know a facade of success to the outside world yes which is why they let these dangerous nuclear reactors continue to operate yes but hundreds of scientists were involved in the effort of calculating the the effects of it speaking mm-hmm. out against stuff mm-hmm. and you make it like this one person and yeah. somebody's following her oh i hope they don't get her nobody ever know that wasn't the reality. No, don't you cheapen the the efforts of all those people? Um, I think you do in a way. I I read an article that was was talking about um the lady who cast this show, the casting director, and like she she did casting for like The Crown and uh yeah, yeah, and yeah, Game yeah, of yeah. Thrones among other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I heard in that article that they wanted to the reason they created this character is because there weren't a lot of female characters in the show and they were they felt like we but, need to have that representation yeah, but there were but definitely female scientists and no you're were, right i mean i'm not saying that russia was some bastion of uh of feminism you right know, inequality but right but there was there is an equality that's kind of baked into the sort of communist aesthetic that's true and so there were absolutely female technicians and female scientists and there would have been people that you could have represented i know the only like i think 27 people died of like direct radiation exposure um it's debatable how many died afterwards right in the years past they their studies have said okay now it wasn't great this wasn't great no but i think a lot less people actually died than we were worried would because the biggest danger was this radioactive iodine that only appears in the a couple weeks after the explosion, that's right. very short half life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you get the um, thyroid cancer from the iodine, you can treat that, you know, and give people treatments, and then you give them chelation or whatever to get that out, and it's it's survivable. It's fairly survivable. Sure. Long term defects might not have been as bad, so don't blow up your <laughs> nuclear reactors, no, everybody. Don't no. go out and do it just yet. But probably the people who were affected the most are the people that died almost instantly because they literally looked at 15,000 yes. rentgens of radiation in the face. Right. And that was like 27 guys that were working at the plant. There are nearly 27 actors who are just random guys in paper hats. Yeah, I know. Who are only in the first two episodes. Yes. Now, you felt it was necessary to do that, but you didn't feel it was necessary to populate the other three episodes with Scientists. 20, 30, 40 scientists male and female who are right. working on this it's right. one lady who wipes a window and goes we're in trouble yeah I, yeah no i know what you're saying and and maybe it does cheapen it a little bit i think they were trying to um uh hone the focus yeah a little bit the one part that it really worked for me although it was very heavy-handed was the miners they definitely you know yes and then they're all gonna pat him and then he's gonna be all dirty and they're gonna go now nah, you look like the coal minister yeah 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 now we get it but you got the one guy <laughs> And it's a little tight butt who's like the <laughs> main guy who's like, 
he represents just the spirit of the Russian worker, which is yes. we have to do this. And for me, that is the superpower of the Russian people is say what you will about their political philosophy. They had this idea of the state is important and we must protect. And the state in this case for the small people represents the people for Gorbachev and everybody else. It represents the outward facade of successfulness in the Soviet Union, which of course crumbled after this. But so for that mustached guy uh, with his dick hanging out, he wants to defend the people of the Soviet Union. That means that we're going to do this. We're going to dig under this concrete slab. It's wildly radioactive. We're all going to be dead in 10 years, probably. But you just have to do it. Right. And, that is literally, the like I said, the superpower of the Soviet people is the amount of people who are willing to throw their lives away. The three guys who go down into the thing to drain yes. the pool. Yes. And yet you're like, no, one one person is enough to show that. For a scientist. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, if this happened anywhere, if this ha- and it did, you know, in Three Mile Island wasn't the Chernobyl level. But if this had happened in another country, I'm not sure... It would have. It might have been worse. Might have been. Can yeah, you imagine it might not have been contained as some easily. dude like, "Hey, what's up? I'm an American dude," and you're like, "You gotta go in there, and you're probably gonna die." No way, man. I'm I not doing, doing that. that. No. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it's the fact that they were willing to throw their lives away that probably <laughs> saved like the world. No, you're absolutely right because I mean, one person. Yeah, she's really good though. She's uh, from Breaking the Waves. All right. Well, I mean. Like some of this, this toxicity like blew into other parts of Europe, from what I understand. So yeah, um, they, it really is about I think the the common person, what have you, um, just stepping up and doing what needed to be done. Yeah, and it was like not until it was like a week or two later because Russia still didn't want to say anything about it. No, they didn't I don't know want how we anybody didn't get to know about it. Satellites or whatever, right. but it wasn't until I think power plant in norway the fallout had reached a nuclear power plant in norway and they had equipment as well to detect so they're like do we have something wrong our workers are coming back and they've got more radiation on them than they're supposed to and they realize oh no this isn't from us this is from somewhere else yes and that's when the international community is like what's going on guys and i think they said in the series that america took like satellite photos or something like that but that probably came later so yeah so they were they they were really upset that the news has gotten out, quote unquote. But and also in your rush to focus on the events, you lose some of the personal stories. The series heavily implies that um, Legatov uh, committed suicide because yeah. he was going to die anyway. Yeah, we don't know that. I mean, I'm sure yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. don't have his his medical file, but he just hung himself, and it devastated the. Uh, the nuclear uh, science community, you know, in Russia. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that, I know that the series implies that this is true, but that's one of the things that really made the Russian government finally go, all right, we got a problem. We got to change these things. Mm-hmm. It's He was like an act of self-immolation, basically, to bring attention to this thing. Right. But he had tried to commit suicide before that as well. Oh, really? So clearly, like, the effects of this were weighing heavily on him. And mm-hmm. instead, all we see is just Jared Harris mopping the sweat off his brow and going, no, no, I have to speak. And then, I'll kill myself. Here's some food, cat. I thought thought we saw a handkerchief with, like, blood on it. Yep, but that's, what I'm saying is is that we don't know that that he was definitely going to die. No, you're right. Like, he chose to kill himself. Yeah, you're right. Um, What are you doing, Joe? Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. And and then they were, 
they talked about that because that happens in like the first 10 minutes of the first episode. That's just that's a um, that's a thing. I I, that's a thing that I think we need to phase out. It's just not wouldn't it, it's like Lane Price. Spoilers for Mad Men, I guess. I guess. Wouldn't spending four and a half episodes with this guy and then him doing that be more shocking than Yes. knowing he's going to die in the first minute and then being like, "Oh, I can't wait to see how he dies." Right. <laughs> Well, and they said something like, we didn't want that to be the ending of the show, so we decided to show it wrong. Well, you were wrong, guy that wrote Rocket Man. Uh, yeah. You were wrong. Exactly. What you should have shown us was uh, uh, Dyatlov taking a bullet. Right. right. <laughs> they talk about people taking a bullet all the time. Yeah. Uh, but you should have shown that uh, asshole uh, getting shot in the face. <laughs> There's no way that he was that inhuman, right? I, I mean, mistakes were, hope not. mistakes were definitely made, but yes. they were made at so many levels. Yes. But then the show, like, blatantly in the last episode, flashes yes. back and just has 87 people go, uh, we're all going to die. And he's like, we're not going to die. And because he's in charge, they have to listen to him. Yeah. And I know that, like, bureaucracy is, is the bad guy in this. But right. Couldn't one person just go, comrade, uh, comrade administrator, I'm not going to do that. Right, and you, can, do you can fire me, but yeah. we're, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to be the one who does it. Well, right. it didn't happen. No. Because it happened just like that. Well, Would you recommend the show? <sighs> wow. Would I recommend the show? Wow, I didn't know this was like um, a long, dark night yeah. of the soul situation. Well, I, you know what? Um, yes, I guess I would. Um, I, I I just don't know how I feel like at the the end of it all. Um, like I I enjoyed the series like overall, and I think you do if you know I was alive when this happened, but I I don't you know uh, yeah okay I don't remember a lot of a lot of the details, so it's was kind of interesting to me to to find out why this happened. I was in a Burger King. Yeah. On County Road Forty Two. Mm-hmm. I remember when this happened. Great. Um, <laughs> I'll take well, over. Okay. Uh, I would. Uh, it's not a 9.6. Uh, if you no. aren't familiar with or you want to re-familiarize yourself or just get an idea of the... The one thing that the series does well is it doesn't do any goofy things right. to... I'll finish my sentence. To suggest the danger. The one <laughs> thing that they really do is the Bridge of Death, which, by the way, is not confirmed as an urban legend. Um I read that like a guy who studied it later for a later documentary interviewed people who were on the bridge where everybody died supposedly, but they depict the bridge of death, which is all these people that we've spent a little time meeting standing on this bridge, watching the light show from the volcano and then ash rains down and supposedly they all die. But the show does a great job of the, the menace that you feel without using Photoshop or, you know, after effects or anything like that. They establish that this is scary Mm -hmm. and there's a danger there, even if you can't, the invisible danger of radiation. Right. Now, sure, it's plainly real when the guy opens the door, turns around, and suddenly he's got a real nice suntan. Uh, But even after that's over, like when we go on, like you just feel, it feels infected. It feels dangerous. That's good, but not a 9.6. Yeah. Well, and then... I, I thought that it was interesting that you told me that the exclusion zone was still a thing. Let's talk so. about that. It's funny because I'll tell you the weird story of the novel Roadside Picnic by mm-hmm. the Strugatsky brothers. Yeah. A novel written in... Where's some of here? 1982. 19... 
I don't know when it is. Okay. Late 70s, early 80s. Sure. A film called Stalker by Andrei Tarkovsky. Yep. And a video game called Stalker. Yeah. That came out in 2000 XDX. Right. The Strugatsky brothers are the um, Arthur C. Clarke slash Robert Heinleins of Russia. Mm-hmm. It's too bad we don't know about them because they wrote a lot of really great novels. They wrote this novel called Roadside Picnic. And the premise of the novel is that six visitation zones, they're called, appear across Earth. Okay. The theory is <clears throat> is that aliens have visited us somehow. We don't know, though. The effect is is that this, this zone that's left is in an uninhabitable, extremely dangerous area mm-hmm. where the laws of science and physics are different mm-hmm. and deadly. And there are people called stalkers. The main character, or ostensible main character of the book, is a stalker who goes into this area for profit. He goes in and looks for artifacts, things that are sort of left behind that we don't understand, but they have a scientific and financial value. So mm-hmm. he brings them out, right? This book is adapted into a movie by Tarkovsky called Stalker, mm-hmm. which is only really nominally adapted. It takes the setting and that's about it. But it also features a man who's called a stalker who brings some people into this dangerous place called The Zone. It is a wild, overgrown place of buildings that have been reclaimed by nature and so on and so forth. And it's very dangerous and deadly if you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That was in 79. Right. In 1986, the Pripyat Chernobyl nuclear power plant explodes. Right. And to protect people, they create a zone of alienation yes. around the plant, which yeah. covers a thousand square miles, which is still to this day uninhabited. Mm-hmm. And the effect of that is with man's encroachment no longer there nature has taken over again there's an instagram account that you can check out where it shows you pictures of you know school rooms with the chairs overturned as if the bell just rang and everybody left you know nature coming back into this place it's a dangerous place there's radiation there yeah however in a weird thing of life imitating art there are people who want to go there for scientific purposes mm-hmm. to take pictures. Yes. <laughs> Maybe to try to drag a tractor out of there. <laughs> Maybe there's some kind of value that, value there. And there are people that will take them. The people call themselves stalkers. I did not realize that. That's very cool. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Fast forward to, I'm going to say 2009, uh, a company called Burp sounds like a Dutch company, but yeah. I can't remember who they are, uh, creates a game called Stalker, which is based in part on the movie, the book, and also the real life explosion That's at the Chernobyl. nuclear reactor in Chernobyl that posits a world where the Chernobyl thing happened, but then a second accident happens some years later in the same area. Now the exclusion zone itself is taken over by strange effects, anomalies that are very deadly and... People are warring over the turf, and you play a stalker that goes in to you know, make your fame and fortune by gra- finding stuff. And you kill dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How long are you sitting on that? <laughs> Not long. Look at this amazing confluence of real life and technology, and you kill some dogs. All right. All right. Peace to all mankind, or whatever that dumb banner says. So that's what... HBO's got cooking right now. That's yep. what's really hot. That's what's up there. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? We want to go back a little bit or stay in this area? Um, it, well, you know what? Shouldn't have asked you. Okay. I'll take over. All right, fine. Let's talk about the Deadwood movie. Yes. Which came out at the end of May. Yeah. 
And we've talked about Deadwood for a long time. I just bring it up because I think it's going to be a short conversation. Uh, Deadwood, classic series, 15 years or so old now. Yes. Um, Why does it need a film to wrap it up? If you've seen it, you know. And so HBO, after many, many years, gave the green light. Uh, Show creator David Milch wrote a script. We got everybody back together. And I mean everybody. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yep. To tell the story of what has happened, I think it's 10 years in the world of the show. I think that sounds about right. In the semi-historical world of Deadwood, South South Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. South Dakota? I'm pretty sure South South Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. Not North Dakota. (laughs) Where the heck is Waldrug anyway? What do you think of Deadwood movie? Um, I think Waldrug's in South Dakota. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a great continuation of the series. Uh, and they they do have a couple of flashbacks in it, so like you recall what happened in the series, flashbacks. yeah. But I don't think that they're re- entirely necessary. But the the film seems to think that they are. Um, I would say a major thrust of the film is um, uh, Hearst has he's now a senator from California, but he has come back to Deadwood because. Deadwood is. Are they celebrating their statehood? I think the well, they are, but the the railroad is is going through there. Yes, and I don't think that he is. Um, I'm sure he's got some piece of the railroad, but the thing is, he wants to run um, telegraph or telephone wires through there. Yes, so he's like an early. And I mean, as we know, the Hearst family would continue to be involved in um, communications, but like he right. was uh, an early telecom guy. Yes, and. Uh, so a major thrust of the show is we we saw in the last season Trixie shot him and um uh Al Swearingen um killed a different whore in her place. Sex worker. Yeah, uh, sex worker, what have you. We're not in the show. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um and showed her dead body to Hearst, so Hearst thought it was a done deal. Well, Trixie decides that she's going to make a big freaking deal out of him parading through the town and she's going to draw attention to herself. And she happens to be pregnant, too, which is just this is just not a good idea. But she does it anyways. And so now Hearst knows that that the person who shot him is still alive and he's not happy about it. And he also wants to buy Charlie Utter's land and Charlie Utter's land is right next to his and... Charlie's thinking about it at first, but then he tells him, no, thank you. So then the film continues from there. ensues. Yes. Exactly. You know who they didn't bring back? Who? Titus Weaver. Who's that? I can't remember the character's name, but he was the man from Yankton who is the first one that they send and Al basically turns him like... Oh, you're one of right. Guys. Yes, yeah. yes. The guy with a very distinctive facial hair. I think he's still alive hair. at the end of the show, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're right. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm glad they did this. Me too. I didn't know how much I needed a wrap up to something that I think the whole point of the show, like even at the end of this movie, it's a quote unquote happy ending. But yeah. you know that what they're trying to stop like the development of the of the West, the reach of civilization is a losing battle. Absolutely. Usually that battle is told from the point of view of the people that it's really going to affect, like Native Americans. Yes. But in this case, it's like, these white people don't like laws. Oh, crap. Here come the laws. Right, right, right. <laughs> but that being said, this is not a really good movie. This is not very good. You don't think so? No. It is basically like all the high points of the previous seasons baked into like a 90-minute movie. I guess. It's like... 
there's a wedding, but the wedding and the party is sort of like the, um, we're going to have a talent show. Come on, Wolverine, do your trick. It's Brian Cox. Uh, you know, and it's this, like, everybody's having fun. There's just, like, you know, unbridled, like, excitement and joy, even while, like, somebody's being stabbed to death, you know, around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bullock dragging uh, Hearst, you know, to, to prison, you know, by the ear. Yep. All these beats have been done before. Even yep. Al being sick and, you know, near death, but, you know, in this case... Um, that's been all the beats have been done before. No, you're I'm right. I'm not sure there was any meat left on the Deadwood steak. Well, and Mrs. Ellsworth shows back up with Sophia and to do like nothing. I know she makes eyes at Bullock a couple of times and they dance together and then she's like out of breath afterwards and it's like, okay, we know you still have a thing for Bullock, but he's totally married still and like has three kids now, so probably not going to happen. Yeah. And and yet. You are you have resigned yourself to stay here. Yeah, and the whole series took the idea of a lot of like stories about the West are self conscious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure. It's not just it's not it's not just watching the romanticism of the West. The characters in the West know that their time is almost up, and this won't. This is a fleeting thing, right? And that is just smeared all over this but it's add the extra layer of us romanticizing because a tv show can't romanticize while it's on it doesn't want to go off it doesn't think it's going to get canceled right but if you start up again a tv show that did get canceled then you can inject all this like sort of maudlin like those are the times remember those times they were great times on hbo in 2005 right (laughs) right right it's uh it's not tv it's uh boohoo um i'm sad (laughs) so um yeah i guess i don't know what to say i mean i i suppose the show is kind of looking back with like rose-colored glasses and that sort of thing yeah but they're those like round you call them john lennon glasses now but back then they were just spectacles right 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 right. jeffrey jones got a little work i didn't know that guy was he his work release how did he get out of prison who who's jeffrey jones again Mm, nine times yeah um it's pr- the principal from ferris Bueller. oh okay all right yeah i um i was surprised to see him because we we talked about uh the fact that they were doing this deadwood film and we thought there's no way he's 10 years be in it. a newspaper guy died <laughs> right exactly but nope. yeah he's there yep. i mean granted he doesn't have a huge role in this no. but he is still present so that's a little troubling. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. John Hawks is almost completed his transformation into beef jerky. Is that Trixie's That's Saul Star. Yeah, Saul. <laughs> I love this movie. Who are the characters again? Well, he... I feel like they definitely did a thing where Hollywood, you're always trying to make people look young and beautiful. Yes. But you're also working with a bunch of actors who already look probably kind of young and beautiful for their age. Mm-hmm. So I think that they were probably making people look older. I see. I don't know what they do to Timothy Oliphant before he sits down right. to just do a stream of consciousness <laughs> to the interview with Conan O'Brien. Right. But he looks fantastic. Right. They made him look like every year of 50 and like a, you know, an old West kind of hard bitten 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did that on purpose. But I just wonder like how old they wanted everybody to look. And then John Hawks has like never been like a real fresh faced young looking guy, but right. like, he looked like semi skeletal in this. Well, I 
barely like recognized him at yeah. first. It was it was like yeah, it was dramatic. Um, and uh, it was like the face his the shape of his face had changed, or maybe it was just like his hair or something like that. That he was <laughs> he was extremely <laughs> angular looking. He got a haircut. Yeah. Where's the barber in Deadwood? We've never explored that I part. I know. Woo, a... chew the hair off of this guy's right? head. Have you, give it to your pigs. <laughs> uh, yes, he was Sallow Star. He was so dumb. Wow. That doesn't matter. Uh, wow. So thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, I I enjoyed it. I say, I say if you watch Deadwood, you definitely have to I see the I love how Deadwood we have to give movie. our bullshit recommendations. Well, I'd say if you know anything about this and you want to see it, you should see it. Uh, fair enough. And if you don't, then forget you ever heard this. <laughs> And don't see it. <laughs> oh, so that's so sharp. Yeah, these objects. These objects. Yeah. Every single thing. Everything. Is just a cutting edge. Yes. This Ooh. this round ball cut oh, me. Oh my goodness. I've been impaled by a rose thorn. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah. Patricia Clarkson has some thin skin. Yes, she does. Oh, it's a metaphor. Now I get it. Yeah. Tell me about the HBO show Sharp Objects. Uh, well, Lois Lane. Yeah, oh, wait. yeah, it stars Amy Adams, and she is a uh, journalist from St. Louis, and she gets sent back to her hometown of uh, Wind Gap by her boss because there have been there was a murder there last last summer about a, a young girl, and now another young girl is missing. So they're like, "Oh, it could be a serial thing. This could be like a real big break for you." So you go down there, you get the scoop, and and then we'll talk about you coming back. Uh, and she has a real drinking uh, problem. She has a huge drinking problem, <laughs> and we don't find out till the second episode that she also cuts herself, and has had a, a huge problem with that. Um, her she's kind of estranged from her family. She, her mother remarried young, and she has a stepdad, and she has another. She has a half sister, who she doesn't even recognize when she gets into town. Uh, but she had another sister, a full sister, like go- growing up, who died very young, and that's another big part of uh, the series. Uh, so she has a lot of uh, traumatic things that have happened to her, and she doesn't really deal with them very well. No, and we get—I mean, I don't—I'm not putting any um, aspersions on anybody who deals, you know, daily with mental illness. But right. hopefully, you have a better coping strategy than Than she does because there is this show constantly for me um rides the razor's edge i thank you (laughs) of pulp and like a real story like a real human emotional story i hear what you're saying i the the trope of the hard drinking you know there's vodka in this water bottle uh character who's seen shit man is we've seen that all the time. Yes. Usually you don't then go in and find out that that character is a self-harmer, um, sp- spend a long flashback with them in a psychiatric facility yes. and go through all this stuff. And it's like, now that we know that she's been through all that stuff, sure, you can walk away from your caregivers and like your regimen, but like, what was the plan? Like, did they ever, did she just check out? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, un- it's a tragedy happens when she's there. Yep. They don't just then go, I guess we screwed it up. Throw her out. No, then you no. stay there longer right. and also receive You'd... counseling for what happened when you were there. Yeah, you double down. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a double down. It's a little glib. <laughs> but yeah, but instead it's just good. Well, this Evian bottle's empty. Time to hit the bar. Yeah, I know. 
Um, and that's the when the when the clerk it. is like looking at his watch <laughs> when you're buying your vodka bottle. Uh, you gotta watch out. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, you probably shouldn't be judgy because, like, if you like judge her, then you're gonna lose out on money that she's gonna be back tomorrow getting more vodka. So, getting into the mind of a of a simple shopkeeper. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, it's that. That's how I would characterize the entire thing. Like, I think there's a core. Uh, this is based on a novel by Gillian Flynn. She's yes. also an executive producer in the series. Yes. Um, I think it's based on a core of like a good idea. And I haven't read the book, but it can't seem to resist pushing it to the kind of limit of, but maybe not. Well, it could what? be a lot more sensational. I'm not saying, oh, I, I, yeah. I, it seems like it wants to be sensational, yes. but yet it sort of keeps pulling itself back. And I'm not sure if that's because it has to go eight episodes. You really feel the length in some of the episodes. I feel yeah. like they are really scrambling to make it eight episodes long Mm -hmm. if she was and they you know i don't think that this is how journalism really works anymore (laughs) insofar as like there is no journalism anymore she works for the st louis chronicle or whatever but like you would just it's internet man you would just email im or call some people in your hometown get some quotes there's your story but the guy's like Kid, if you want a Pulitzer Prize, you got to chase that story down. Get out there. And so he sends her to her hometown. And then she writes a piece. But then she's like, okay. And he's like, no, stay You're in there. Get your yet. nose to the ground. Yeah, I can smell yeah, a story. Yeah, exactly. Because if you come back, there's no more show. So stay there. Right? There's no way around that? Yeah, I know. I feel like this would have made a great two-hour movie. But instead, it's like an eight-hour series that yeah, it's just going to test the limits of how much vodka a 90-pound woman can drink. I love, too, how it's always we see like these movie and TV drunks that are like just pounding. It's 9 a.m. doing a yeah. Evian bottle full of vodka, and they look like Amy Adams. Right? Do you know what I mean? She's not like, she doesn't look strung out like at all. She doesn't have like not even shadows underneath her eyes. Shadows underneath her eyes. I know. Like we see a lady who is, I guess, has doing meth and has cancer who looks pretty terrible. Yes. But it's just like she would look... Older than than she is, she yeah. she'd look bad if this had been going on for a while. No, I agree saying. with you. But yeah. that's you know, it's um, her hair is Hollywood. like perfect, perfect and like yeah, she's got that perfect just left in my car kind of tousled look going on. <laughs> or I slept in a field because I didn't want to get the gas all out of my car and running it all night. You keep you keep us um, attributing um, practical planning. To somebody who has been no, drinking vodka right. all day long. No, you're right. I think she probably just fell down <laughs> and slept in a field. I guess so. Probably because she was looking for the woman in white. Probably. Which the show keeps remembering to dangle in front of us. Uh-huh. But they haven't really chased that down. Well, they've got eight episodes. To I guess so. Uh, full disclosure, we've only watched the first four episodes. Uh, yep. For as much as I'm criticizing this show, I like it. And so I didn't, I wanted to give it, I didn't want to binge it. I wanted to give it chance to breathe Mm -hmm. and it is taking all those breaths very (laughs) long and slow like you're at the doctor's right um so anyway but i guess my biggest uh criticism slash compliment to the show is the storytelling Mm -hmm. i was really intrigued by the flashes of memory disjointed storytelling yeah she goes to her house um she sees and here's what you got to do you got to cast 
young actresses that are like distinct from each other. Yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. a young woman run up the stairs in a dress, but you're given to understand that that is not happening right now. Yes. Uh, right now, the lights are dim and her mom is drinking a mint julep or whatever. Um, but they the past blends into the present. And sometimes it's very on the nose. Like she'll see a toilet and some flowers next to it. And she remembers the time that there were some flowers and she threw up in a toilet in the facility or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the idea of that. I think that it, once again, could be sustained for two hours, but they are running out of ways to keep using it um, mm-hmm. in an eight-hour show. No, I would agree with you. Um, well, and then they, um, um, the her sister, they, they, they choose to make her kind of, cute mode slut mode yeah yeah like it's she's kind of like gross in a way <laughs> she's, yeah, she's really gross and, you know and it's but like, everybody's gross and they all play yes. in the porn cabin yes what is going on i don't know and like why has nobody like taken this this shack down tear down the, the porn cabin yeah exactly when amy adams goes there as an adult Yes. She could just burn the porn cabin. Yes. She has she done irresponsible things. Absolutely. Stick your sock in that Evian bottle and <laughs> right? job's done. Yeah. But well, the chicken does a forest fire. Um, right. But yeah, we don't there there are things that we don't know yet. I, I, I can tell that there are things that are to be revealed. Mm-hmm. I just when you build up a reveal for eight episodes, it better be a good reveal. Yeah, I know, right? And, Episode four, where our we're meeting brand new characters, yes. and it's like that are sort of suspects in yes. this murder mystery, and it's like it's too late for this. You... you should have introduced them earlier on. Yeah, I agree. I like the show. I do. <laughs> I do like it. I do too. I'll tell you one thing, Missouri. It's not the South. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, not the South. Okay. I know this for a fact uh, because um, on my other show, hey, I'm gonna <laughs> push another show. Uh, on my other show, backtracking, uh, we talked about. Uh, the Dred Scott decision mm-hmm. and the Missouri Compromise. Uh, and so the, the Missouri Compromise is, you know, that Missouri is a slave state, but w- w- new states to the Union, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll add them slave and free in equal measure, right? Uh-huh. And so part of that is the 36 30, 36 hours, 30 minutes, you know, um, parallel uh, is the cutoff of slavery. That's the southern border of Missouri. Sure. So Missouri is a slave state, but slavery is legal below that line, not illegal, illegal. above that okay. line, except in Missouri. Okay. So you are kissed in. That it, that parallel is an extension of the Mason-Dixon line. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you you are only, I call it the shallow south. Uh-huh. You know the deep south? Yeah. This is the shallow south. Sure. And I lived there for six years. Uh-huh. So I know what I'm talking about. Right. People in Missouri like to think that they're, they live in the south. Uh-huh. You will see a Stars and Bars flag every once in a while. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Come on. Right. But this show is treating it like it's in the bayous of Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> She's I like, know. give me a mint julep. I'm so tired. She's like, I'm going to pass out in the gazebo or whatever. Come on, what? Yeah, and like there are tarantulas running around? No. Yeah. Is that true? No, yeah, why not? Okay. All right. I guess. I just thought they'd be more out west than, you know. Well, I'm Missouri. not sure that was a uh, tarantula. It was probably just a different kind. They have, it was a wolf spider. Okay. They have wolf spiders down there for sure. Okay. They are um, large and sort of hairy. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of doing a kind of Southern accent. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. I don't think there is a dialect coach for Missouri because I feel like everybody's, boy, we're going to lose all Missouri listeners. <laughs> I feel like the Missourian Southern accent is just sort of like 
southern accent from general casting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Elizabeth Perkins is in it. Uh-huh. For some reason. Yeah. It's like a fairly famous actress. Yeah. And she's literally just there to be like, oh, girl. You, she's clearly somewhat older, but she knew Amy Adams when she used to live there. Jackie? Yeah. Okay. Just like an older female yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. She, she'll have some element. She's she's the killer, right? <laughs> she, she's going to have some element to play in this. Oh, boy. Because so far, she's, she's just killer. been hanging around at the edges of it. And I'm like, come on, show. Where are where, where, where we going? This ain't right. no broad church. No. No. No, no, no. Broad no. church is fried chicken. What? Why is it fried chicken? Because church is fried chicken. Oh, really? And is this supposed to be the South? That's a lot funnier than you. Huh? Okay, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that. That's the title of the show. Oh, okay. Song, song of the South. So let's look at HBO. Give HBO a grade. Um, I give them um, an A minus. Solid B from me. Okay. But also a see you after class, and it's like, oh boy. Instead of down and go, you're doing a really great job, but I think you could do better. You right. Know, if you want to like study after school or do a little program, or I'll give you some, you know, take home work or something like that. You uh-huh. know, I really want to see you. This is that kid where it's like this kid's really smart, but he's not getting any support at home, and he needs a little little boost. Yes. Gotta, we gotta pull it out of him. And then I'm also I'm gonna have sex with him. No, 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 no. <laughs> You've gone too far. Well, no, but that's like the show is like. Oh yeah, there's also like one of the teachers is doing the kids. I know. We'll just mention in the fourth episode. Right, right, right. Like, that would have been a good thing to know before. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, still looking good. Yeah. And uh, maybe we could revisit this in the future. We can. Uh, people love that Big Little Lies. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. Love to check that out. Yes. And uh, HBO's got other stuff coming up, so we'll definitely revisit this in the future. Sounds good. Something that we revisit every year. Yes. I'm so good at this. You is are. the Convergence Convention. Mm-hmm. It's just Convergence. Yeah. Which is held every year in the summer, July Fourth weekend in the Twin Cities. Yes. We've been going for a long time. Yep. I'm covering it for four. Five years? Something like that. You know. You listen to the show, you know. Yep. Um, Megan Hanna's running out of momentum here, so I gotta try to push this thing to the end. And we're covering it again this year in a special way. It's an all new rebooted convention. It's gonna be in a new yes. location, it's gonna be a lot of different guests mm-hmm. and a very different uh sort of milieu and feel. But we're gonna keep the same spirit yes. of convergence. And so we will be interviewing people, we'll be doing um broadcasts from the con mm-hmm. uh, our sister show enterprising individuals uh, we'll be doing another live show there yep. uh, mika hana is going to be on the panel for that yes I so am. we'll be looking out for that we're going to give you all the information as we get closer but keep an eye on it and if you're in the twin cities area still tickets are available if you go to convergence-con.org you can get tickets to the show mm-hmm. check Looking it out to it yeah check it out i'm, I'm done i want to go <laughs> no i, I... Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just uh, anyway, uh, so we'll have more energy than uh, she's got now. But hey. uh, we're going to wrap this butt baby up now. Uh, find us on social media. Uh, get updates from us about what's going on at the con and any other con that we appear at this summer. We've got a f- eyes on a few, so we'll maybe check them out. Mm-hmm. We're at Just Enough Trope. Facebook, Twitter, whole thing. Go to whatever Apple's called now. I'm right. Probably just Apple Podcasts still. You can get the show there. You can get on Stitcher. You can get on Google Podcasts. Old, reliable Google Podcasts. Right. Check it out on castbox.fm. Not getting paid for that one, but I do like Castbox still. Uh, Just enough trope. Subscribe to the show. Best way to get the show comes right to you. Also, give us a review. You want to hear how you think we're doing? Give us a rating. Yes, please. And the rating is five bottles. 
of Evian. Oh my goodness. Filled with vodka. Yeah. Just drinking from morning till night. Yes. A 90 pound woman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just stumbling from interview to interview. Yeah. Uh, right. Can you write? Uh, let me write that down. You're not holding anything, miss. Uh, <laughs> but somehow she still does it. Uh, do you think Evian was like, you guys want to pick any other? We'll pay you to say Fiji. How about that? Right. I <laughs> kind of think, yeah. Evian with stumbling drunks. I but, know. Uh, that's all pretty uh, hairy. You don't want to get into that. Give us five stars instead. Yes. And we'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Keep the geek fires burning. Yeah.